Hello and welcome to Style and Substance, a branding and business podcast for inspired and empowered entrepreneurs. I'm Elizabeth Cairns and together with my fabulous co-host Fiona Humberstone, we're here to help you sidestep the hustle, keep joy at the forefront of your work and champion a more meaningful and sustainable approach to business. We'll talk about everything from purpose to productivity, from colour psychology to creativity, where to start and how to keep going, how to stay inspired, empowered, and more importantly, sane in the process. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please like, share, subscribe, and keep listening. None of that stuff came out of the vacuum devoid of inspiration. It is absolutely critical for anybody wanting to make their mark, anybody wanting to do something meaningful, anybody wanting to really capture the spirit of what it is to be human. Hello, lovely peeps, and welcome to Style and Substance, episode two. This one is jam-packed with inspiration because that's what we're talking about. We talk about where we find our inspiration, why it's important for us in business, what it enables and all the things that get us uniquely inspired. It's a really light-hearted episode with a very special guest appearance from Lottie the Dog. And the question we answer at the end of this episode is how do you maintain your confidence as a creative? We really enjoyed recording it and we do hope you enjoy the listen. And now to the show. Oh, we've got a goodie today. Yay. Uh, in fact, we're very inspired to bring today's to you because we're talking about inspiration. Yes. And as you know, no doubt from all of the stuff that Fee puts out there, that it is absolutely essential, isn't it? Yes. Inspiration. So- yes. And not just, I mean, I think it's one of my core values as a person, mm. isn't it? But I also really passionately believe that it is fundamentally commercially oh yeah to all of us absolutely so let's make the business case for inspiration Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i knew you're gonna do that come at it from an empowered entrepreneur's point of view if you are not inspired Mm. it is very difficult to feel empowered in my view inspiration for me is the bringing in and the igniting of the spark of something really quite magical yeah and you can take that to its extreme or it can just be this you know sweet little bubbling champagne thing going on on the inside inspiration transforms what you put out there you know if you think about all the great works of art all the amazing books that have been written Mm. all the great speeches of our time all of the innovative tech all of the you know whatever floats your boat Mm. None of that stuff came out of the vacuum devoid of inspiration. It is absolutely critical for anybody wanting to make their mark, anybody wanting to do something meaningful, anybody wanting to really capture the spirit of what it is to be human. I mean, really to come alive with something just beyond our staid, Mm. boring, from the neck up thinking. Inspiration is a whole body, whole mind, whole spirit process Mm. that can absolutely transform the shape of businesses, can transform works of art, can transform Mm. quality of writing. And to be inspired and to be able to create inspiration in someone else Mm. is, I mean, for me, I couldn't couldn't live without that being everywhere. No. So let's think about what that looks like commercially for an entrepreneur. For me, when you're inspired you know whether that's writing a blog post creating a course delivering a workshop 
designing a brand for someone when you when you're truly inspired let's think about creating a brand actually when you're truly inspired that whole process of working with the client becomes quite easy yeah they can tell yeah they can tell <laughs> I'm sorry Lottie's <laughs> just helping herself to my water it's a, I shouldn't have put it down there She's should I Lottie? <laughs> um, they can tell that you're inspired Lottie Lottie I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take that from you darling sorry they can tell when you're inspired and excited by something and and I think that whole process of working with someone just becomes so much easier mm. because it feels like you're on the same team and you you don't get any of that nagging, is there anything better? Because you know so much energy and, and sort of thought and, and love and inspiration. It's, it's, it just comes back to inspiration, doesn't it? When something yeah. is inspired, it's, it doesn't have to be that fundable, but you kind of get that real sense of momentum and unstoppableness. Yeah. and. And I think from a marketing point of view, when you put something out there that's inspired, it captures the imagination like nothing else. Yeah. And it develops this life of its own. Yeah. And in the moments when you're inspired, it's the precursor to flow, you know, to creative flow. It's quite hard to separate the two, isn't it? Yeah. And I think there's a larger sort of sense of you could ask yourself, am I genuinely inspired by my business, which is sort of a very general sense. And then for those of you that have ever sat down and worked on a creative piece or done Mm -hmm. a piece of writing or had a really meaningful flowing conversation with somebody you can probably relate to that sense of in the moment being carried away by inspiration where you're not actually thinking there's a different quality to it it's intuitive it's it's inspired it's not stayed it could go in any direction I'm just thinking back to elevate and what I set this brief for Taylor Jasper Katari oh yes I can remember Monica We just should not have the dog in the recording studio. We'll we'll leave her. So I can remember very clearly getting this design back from Monica that just blew my mind. Mm. It was absolutely in the direction of the brief, but it was mind-blowingly brilliant. And it stood out above anything else anyone had done because she just had that, like force behind it that I couldn't help but be swept up in yeah it's really infectious isn't it yeah and you don't get that sense of fear and micromanagement that you know is it going to be right and you know are they going to like this individual picture or this individual it's just like this whole like whoa yeah and and if I was to go all weird shit on your asses um for me it's it (laughs) It's sort of if your mo- if your business is moved and you're moved more often than not by the spirit of inspiration, mm. you're going to be in more flow. You're going to be less in your critical thought. Mm. You're going to be less in your doubt. You're going yeah. to be more willing to take risks. You know, there's yeah. this whole general sense. What I'm also very acutely aware of as we're saying all this is like setting up this massive, <laughs> this this sort of this massive hill to climb for all these people that are thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to be at this level of mm, whirlwind, constant, you know, whirlwind constant inspiration. inspiration and creating the next best thing all yeah. the time. We're not saying that. It's lovely to have those those micro moments and have that general sense of inspiration in your business. But equally, I suppose what's almost more important is what I'd love for everyone to realise is that inspiration isn't a luxury, it's an essential. Yes. And carving out the time to tap into your inspiration and to be inspired and to feed it it, needs to be part of the structure of how you organize 
your work and your life. And yes, we'll reach these potential high peak experience Mm. moments. But what it provides you more often than not with is just a general sense of the possibility of magic there. Also, just possibilities. I mean, I wrote about that Molly Marne block printing workshop I went on. And, you know, I did not have time to spend a day going to Oxfordshire to do a block printing workshop. I've got a massive online course that needs to be finished. The last thing I needed to do was do that. But I booked it in the summer because I knew I'd think that. Yes. And I knew that I needed to do it. And I was on fire coming home because Mm. I was so inspired by Molly's knowledge, by the people I met there, by the food, by the people that were running it, by the colour and the art of just using my hands and creating something really beautiful. Mm. That my mind just opened to all these possibilities. And I think that's the key thing is that, you know, the next six months are not going to be the most fun we've ever seen in our lifetimes, (laughs) are they? (laughs) (laughs) And so I think it would be very easy to get sucked into that. You know, Mm. we've I've got sucked into that. What's going to happen to our mortgage payments? How are we going to pay the energy bills? You know, that absolute. Thankfully, we're at the other side of the planning stage Mm. now. So I know what I'm doing. But, you know, it would be very easy to stay in that state and I think we can't change lots of things about what I get what's going on but we can change how we feel in the day-to-day and you can plan for inspiration Mm. so inspiration doesn't just strike no when you're in the pit of all this stuff so as you were saying you booked that workshop in because we know because we're reflecting all the time on how you're working and you know yourself so well at this time you knew you were going to need that space so you planned it in so pre-thinking you don't just expect it to arrive with you you do have to court the muse you do have to invite it in you do have to carve out the space for it know that it's important and that it will serve you because you never know what's going to spark from that state of inspiration it needs to be a priority you need to make space for it it doesn't always have to be a whole day doing something no I mean let's talk about what could you do like on a I mean there's things that I do and I'm sure you do on a daily basis yeah I mean and that's really personal is it it's like Mm. what inspires you so for me listening to other people's thought inspires me so Mm. podcasts I love yeah the seasons and getting really really close to nature Mm. is always inspiring because it connects me with the deeper themes of life and our humanity Mm. so if if that's a walk in the woods if that is mary oliver's poetry and a walk in the woods Mm. oh my god i couldn't think of two better combinations (laughs) you know hugely inspiring people's stories i get much more inspired by people what they've achieved what they think Mm. what they've created than i do around oh, this new wonderful gadget that we're going to send to Mars or whatever. But that might not be your boat. Are you making space daily for inspiration or have you designed your work in a way that... I'm just thinking about someone that maybe isn't feeling very inspired. Is it about sort of three things that you take off your list or is it... It's much more organic than that for me now. But if I think about... Yeah, so now what it looks like is I'm lucky all of my clients inspire me. Mm. So the people I'm working with, I get inspired through working Mm. with them because they're incredible people, mostly doing really incredible things. And that can't be underestimated, actually, can it? That importance of trying to take the people that drain your inspiration. 
yeah i just yeah your life. so that if you're if you're in an inspiration or an energy suck at mm. the moment that would be my first thing rather than right. trying to overload yourself and adding more stuff in strip out what's mm. killing your inspiration okay. so what for, might that be oh don't listen to the news yeah for goodness sake just <laughs> yeah. turn the radio off don't don't do that don't watch tv particularly not in the morning don't start with your emails we've always talked mm. about this yeah so it's about making space for or something social else media or social media just don't just don't do it none of no. that is in actually inspiring no because particularly social media is tapping into that need for the serotonin hit the mm. endorphin hit the strokes and all of that kind yeah. of stuff which actually is detrimental to inspiration yeah. so just cut that noise out yeah. as a first instance yeah. And anybody who's really sucking the lifeblood out of you, just limit your time, put a yeah, ring yeah. fence around them. You know, it's harder if it's a family member or someone you have to take care of or what have you. <laughs> then I would look at the first thing, shifting your environment. Yeah. So, because what we're going for this is this feeling of possibility, this feeling yes. of something else is there. So you might call it inspiration, you might call it something else. But what we're trying to create here is a state of more possibility, more mm. openness, more creativity, more, who knows, more, more magic. Yeah. Pete and I were talking last week about I think the lowest point in the build was when the kitchen arrived oh yeah Uh, you know and I had what a month of units piled up in my office (laughs) and I literally had about three square foot around me to get to my desk yeah. and I was trying to produce I can't remember what but trying to produce inspired content oh it's horrendous and you know there was dust everywhere and I couldn't cook my yeah. family food and there were you know there were holes at the back of the house and it was filthy yeah. and horrendous the whole thing the whole thing was so the opposite of inspiring and yeah. it's only as we're putting the house back together yeah and also not <laughs> easy awning and also as we are Pete's doing my office today mm. which means I mean all the stuff's come out of my office and suddenly the the sitting room is a clutter again yeah with stuff and I realize just how much that affects me yeah. so I think you know at the risk of going on Marie Kondo a bit of decluttering oh my god your environment has yeah. such an impact yeah and this is where you, you want to consider your your working style and your sort of temperament as well we're both extroverted so whilst we are very good at working on our own and we need time and space to think we also get a lot of energy from being around other people and from having input Mm. so that's the difference between sort of introverted and extroverted it's where you get that energy from i feel like i'm about 50 50 yeah we probably level to that point yeah but that thing of being at that live workshop and again the seminars give me energy but a fraction of the energy that i get from the colour psychology work yes absolutely and all that creativity and creating yeah. that beauty and just bringing people together and the buzz of that yeah yeah absolutely you can't underestimate and, that and so if you're more introverted it's, it's about lifting your energy isn't it yeah. so if you're more introverted you might be more inspired by a quiet walk in the woods or a trip yes. to the library yeah that's a terrible stereotype isn't it <laughs> than you would be going you know i can get inspired by walking down to my local fishery wharf cafe and sitting out on one of the eclectic tables there, drinking my chai latte and just looking at the people around me. That oh, can be inspiring. inspiring. Yeah, see, that would drive you nuts. Or just the possibility of striking up a random conversation or picking yeah, up you're whatever. You're much more extroverted <laughs> much than me. <laughs> or picking up whatever book Kate's got on the side there, my friend who owns the cafe and, mm. and flicking through her poetry. Mm. You know, that, that there's sort of room for anything. 
so yeah, if I was sort of starting from scratch and in an inspiration low, I would be stripping out the stuff that is immediately draining my energy. I'd be looking at the environment I want to place myself in, either short term for bursts mm. or considering a long term rethink. You know, if you're an entrepreneur working from home in the same environment every day and you're struggling to create new thoughts, mm. to get out of a rut, you know, you're getting into bad habits, you might want to consider just shifting your workspace permanently or semi-permanently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that doesn't have to mean spending a fortune on beautiful wallpaper, does it? But it no. does, for me, it means being in the lightest room in the house. Yes, exactly. So when I was lucky before we did the renovation and I had those two office possibilities, I would spend the winter in what was meant to be the playroom at the front because yes. all the light came in. Yes. But it overlooks the road and houses and the view's not very nice. And then in the summer, I would go to the back because yeah. although the light wasn't as good, it overlooked the garden. Garden, yeah, exactly. I don't have that crazy ass luxury anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but, the, but the environment is key. Yeah. So you're thinking about your environment, then you're thinking about reducing anything that is draining. Yeah. Um, in terms of the noise People, coming in, work, people, clients. work, clients, media, even jobs that you're doing. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, if you realise that you're spending 30% of your time on your account, yeah. what can you do about that? Yeah, because unless you're like our good friend Lauren Harvey, you can love that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Most people aren't going to find that inspiring. Yeah. So strip away first mm. and then think, okay, what is it that I want to add in? Mm. And other people's thoughts something visual mm. problem solving problem solving nice one. absolutely love to be problem solving but unless you're sort of feeling creative and inspired your capacity to problem solve will be limited so yeah. this is another reason for another more of reason. this stuff yeah yeah anything working with the sort of comfort stretch panic model as well if what we're going for is this sort of sense of more possibility more openness more energy more vitality i'd be exploring things at the edge of my comfort zone mm. so anything that's novel or that i haven't mastered mm. yet anything where i'm having to learn something mm. and just flex that muscle so whether it's another language or whether it's getting to grips with a new piece of software or you know whatever it is it can be very easy to go oh, i'll go and listen to a load of ted talks or i'll go and mm. watch a load of youtube videos if I was feeling in an inspiration rut, I wouldn't go to screen-based things first. No, and, and I I can pretty much guarantee you none of that would inspire me. No, no. However inspired I was yeah. feeling. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, like you always say, it's about knowing yourself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Knowing. I mean, for me, inspiration comes daily yes. from being in the woods. Yeah, you know, and, absolutely. And just, and actually just seeing beautiful things. So a lot of it for me, and I know for Cecilina is about light. Yes. So I got oh, out yes. really early a couple of weeks ago and I walked around West Horsey Place. Yeah. And as I was walking back towards the house, I wish I had my proper camera. With yes, me the camera. There was just sheep, massive oak tree and the light. Oh, they were backlit nice. and they were... I don't know what the word is, but they were glowing, yeah, you know? Yeah. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And it just, 
And I thought, my goodness, it's like it's the simple things that you notice. And actually, that's a good point about the camera. So Mm. if I want a burst of inspiration, I mean, I'm not a great photographer, but I love photography. Mm. But I can guarantee that if I take my analogue camera out Mm. and I go for a walk anywhere, whether it's Mm. in the city, whether it's in, I mean, country is better for me. Mm. But wherever I am, if I've got my camera, I'm looking, I'm deliberately looking at things through a different eye. It is always inspiring. Mm. Definitely. So that, that for me is a real tangible and you were asking about the sort of daily practices. So, yeah, luckily I've, I've got this framework where all of my clients inspire me. So that's mm. a given and, and most yeah. days I'm client facing. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. But also I have, you know, I have a meditation practice and I have mm. a creating space practice for myself. Yeah. Which actually I think if I look at inspiration as sort of channeling something beyond me a deeper connection in a slightly weird shit way you know a deeper connection to the universe a deeper connection to the fabric the sort of hum of life if you like my daily meditation practice is really inspiring for me because it creates space for that energy to come in yeah and I think I although I don't do daily meditation and I don't even do daily yoga at the moment because Mm. there's too much other stuff going on creating space is really key and so the flip side to that is if you're chock full of deadlines Mm -hmm. and you're overwhelmed with the volume of stuff you've got to do that gets in the way of inspiration and I suppose for me my you know take I had a client who could not get her head around why I would be taking six weeks off in the summer she just thought it was the most ludicrous thing (laughs) but that's part of me doing my best work and it's part of me resting regenerating reconnecting with me and Mm. my family and all that stuff but it also creates that invaluable space doesn't it yeah you know I'm we're at the end of what a seven week term now it's been long and intense and there's been a lot of stuff you know Ellie's gone to start her university journey and you know there's been a lot of stuff to adjust to just was broken his foot on top of all you know on top of the client the cost of living crisis Mm. and and our mortgage potentially doubling and all of those dramas on top of all the work yeah I need a break and I think we underestimate that and I think particularly people over the pond who get what two weeks holiday oh yeah horrendous you know you need that space you need to carve out that space and whether it is in that luxury of you know I think I I think I take a quarter of the year as holiday yeah which is a bit crazy. Not but then when you look that. at your work rate and your productivity, yeah. Yeah. that's not nuts. It's a whole other story. Yeah. But <laughs> creating space, you're yeah. not going to be inspired if you don't have space in your life. Yeah. If every second is sort of chock full of, yeah. whether it's news overload or, you know, noise from people in your life or clients demanding things yeah. or... Or just that, you know, that pressure you've put on yourself to mm. get an online course out in two weeks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, it's, you know, it's it's hard to make that space for inspiration, isn't it? So I think for me, it's daily walks. Yeah. It's also making sure I get, I mean, this, these are all basic things that you wouldn't think link back to inspiration, but making sure I get sleep, making sure I eat properly. Yes, yeah. All of those basics. And I bang on about that, I think, in the vitality chapter yes. of the book, don't I? Yeah. There's another piece as well. I'm just thinking about those clients of mine who I have a lot of clients who want to cultivate a daily writing habit and they're right. not inspired to write. Yeah. And they think they need to have inspiration strike mm. before they can write. So just thinking very practically about how you harness inspiration. It's sometimes it comes through a daily discipline yes just 
if you want inspiration to strike, you have to show up for it. Yeah, and accepting that some things aren't going to be very good. Yeah, and so a lot of clients, and one client in particular, has this wonderful process in her writing. So she wanted to, to carve out, she wanted to create a daily habit of writing. She's a brilliant writer mm. across all mediums. You know, she's incredibly inspiring. She's she's an activist and she she's really passionate about what she does, but she's also a brilliant creative writer. Mm. You know, her stories are magical. So I know that she is a writer in her yeah, very yeah. core. Yeah. And she wasn't feeling like a, like a writer because she wasn't flexing that muscle on a regular basis. Yeah. So we got into this this writing habit and she's committed to doing this every morning Mm. she's also neurodiverse so that's a challenge and Mm. it's been incredible for her seeing how the confidence and the motivation to keep doing it is building over time because she's getting the reward Mm. you know she's reaping the reward of what she's actually producing yeah but that aside she has this wonderful part in her practice which I use as well when I'm journaling and I can't remember the, the name she calls it but it's basically just like you know, I'm just going to allow myself to to do the angry, you know, get writing. She'll write what's in her mind as she's writing a thought piece. So it might be something like, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling very inspired, but I'm just putting my hands on the keypad and hoping something will come. And then something comes. Yeah. And then partway through the writing process, she'll get hit with a load of anxiety of, oh, I don't know whether this is any good. Mm. And I'm terrified by this. And she'll just write that as well. Oh, interesting. And and give herself the freedom. Who's the artist's way lady? Yes. She does the journaling pages, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, morning, absolutely. Daily pages. Daily pages. And um, you're meant to just write again. Yeah, you're morning just pages, to, just yeah, write and spurred. Yeah. And I think the essence of making space for that inspiration is giving yourself the freedom to realise that it's not going to be there all the time, that the more critical you are of yourself, the more it inhibits mm-hmm. inspiration inspiration or particularly if we're talking about a writing practice doesn't have to look the same for everybody Mm. the freedom of giving yourself permission to do first draft is epic yeah so you know one of the contexts we set up is you don't have to know whether this is going to be an article piece a pr piece a blog post a book or whatever it's just a first draft and the only one that's going to see it is me so it doesn't matter so you create all this freedom for yourself all this space and then And then you just go with the flow. And then I can see in her writing, there's these paragraphs that are getting more and more frequent that are literally, you know, they are inspirational gold. Like the stuff she's pulling through out of her, you know, the synthesis of everything she knows and then Mm. some other magical, otherworldly qualities, (laughs) as if this sort of muse is coming through her. It really is gold dust. Mm. And But I suppose what I'm saying in that is it's the incredible discipline that those people who want to cultivate this practice have had of just regularly sitting down and saying I don't feel inspired but I'm creating the conditions for the possibility of it yeah and and I think maybe that's true for designers too I don't know I don't know of designers what I know is that when I when I haven't blogged for a very long time or when I haven't posted on Instagram for a very long time or when we're starting a new podcast the pressure Yes. For that first post, you know, the thing that breaks the seal <laughs> yeah. to be everything yeah. is crippling. Yeah, It's not going to be very good. That first thing back is not going to be very good. And like you say, just having the ability to get it done and just move on. Yeah. And now, I'm not suggesting that if you've had six weeks off for the summer, the first client project that you put out is a bit, <laughs> is a a bit, bit bad, bad and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying put some time in to come back to that and refine it and make it really good but I think it's that 
yeah, we're not saying that we're like in this permanent state of like <laughs> no. magic and inspiration. No, definitely not. Um, but but what I think we're saying is particularly as life gets tough over the next six months and the media get probably for more full of doom and gloom mm. don't underestimate the commercial value absolutely of being inspired yeah. and and I know for me it's been a real thing of I've just got to get my head down get producing the work yeah. you know make my business more successful to counteract what's going on yeah. and in if the you're news. only doing that it is foolhardy yeah and I think when something just popped into my head when um when you were talking then about this, this sort of quality of inspiration I was walking to school with my son Elliot the other day and the sun was behind us the sky was this be- you know that beautiful October blue it was really cold he could mm. see his breath yeah the conker leaves were on the floor and he went mummy wow look at our shadows Aww. you know and he was so captivated yeah. and inspired by just the simplicity yeah. of that and he yeah, had yeah. this real sense of wonder yeah so we had to sort of stop and play with the shadows and, you know, yeah. collect the conkers and do all that kind of stuff. And it's this, if we get sucked into being too grown up, yeah, then we are limiting the potential for our business. Yeah. And this sense of childlike wonder at the world is something that we can, it's innate in us. Well, that was what I saw with the sheep. Absolutely. And the light, you know? Absolutely. And that, for me, it's not ever really about the photos no it's about going out and noticing things yeah. and that was one of the things that really got me through lockdown was yeah. those films that I made for the colour psychology for brand yes. designers you know that going out every day and capture because one of the things that inspires me is beauty and it won't be yeah. one of the things that inspires everybody I don't think it's a big thing for you oh my god I know it totally is, is it yeah absolutely yeah. I just don't translate it very well into my interiors <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the stunning beauty of a sunrise or the, you know, I've got this beautiful avenue of conquer trees on my daily run. Mm. And what's lovely in the morning now is that the mist in that sea Yeah, so the is mist is a big amazing. thing for me. Yeah. Seeing the mist come off a pond yeah. or something. And also, you know, it's why we record the podcast at Fee's house and not mine, because <laughs> even though it's in the midst of being renovated and what have you, it's just beautiful. And oh, it's just, but you. it is, it's so much more inspiring to be my, I'm so sensitive to my environment. It, yeah, it makes a huge difference. But I think this, yeah, this sense of getting out of your head mm. and into your senses yes and in touch with the world whatever yeah. i mean we're obviously big you know being very autumnal people we're mm. we're big into nature and that nature connection and i do think there is something incredibly magical about being in intimate connection with the natural world mm. and I, I and i think that's one of the travesties of what we've lost in our times which is which has caused yeah. a lot of why we are here yeah, now yeah. you know in the in this climate crisis in this community crisis we've lost our inherent connection with the natural world mm. and i believe that if we get back into deeper resonance with that we'll have we'll have much more well-being we'll have much mm. more inspiration we'll have much more flow in general so obviously those things are quite keen to us but wherever you find that you'll probably find there's a common trait of a different environment, looking at things through different eyes, experiencing things through your senses and mm. not just through the lens of your mind. I was going to say one of the big things for me is making things so I can't yeah. wait. I mean, cooking's a big thing, mm. obviously, anyway, but I can't wait to get making cushions and blinds and, you know, things for the house. Yeah. So that's more the spring side of me, you know, that kind of making, crafting. Yeah. 
thing making stuff for Halloween. This will come out after Halloween, but you know, Poppy and I are going to do a Halloween party and amazing. it's going to be good. But all of that stuff for me is really inspiring. Yeah. And it's, and I also think it's about not doing the same thing every day. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. going to that comfort stretch panic thing mm. of, um, you know, I know taking Ellie to school and walking in that whole new area. And mm. then, you know, once I felt like I'd exhausted that area, I'd push the boundaries and I'd go other places. And that, I think that's really good for just innovation and yeah. seeing things in a slightly different way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I know when I'm inspired or not, because when I'm in the shower, I'll have an idea. Yeah. They always strike me, whether it's a blog post or what have you. If you're finding that, you know, life's just feeling monotonous, that you're not getting inspired about something else you can bring to your clients or a piece of writing or whatever whatever media you use to get your message out there if that stuff isn't coming if you're not getting flashes of ideas mm. then you need to court inspiration more so that just leads me on to probably one final thing of what does not being inspired feel like well, it's heavy isn't it yeah i was gonna say i think it's heavy it's I think heavy it's, heavy, it's very it's drudgy it's very head focused mm. you've probably you may not even be aware of it if you're not inspired because you might not have that embodied sense mm. of yourself but certainly for me an embodied sense of not being inspired feels heavy in my shoulders yeah it feels pressure on the front of yeah. my head yeah my thoughts are tumbling around with the stuff that's right in front of me and all of the stuff to do or the there's nothing new in there that's yeah. the difference yeah so it's all about what currently is or hallucinations of the problems of what's going to be yeah. Yeah. but there's nothing new there's no sort of there's no pulling you forward there's nothing it? pulling for me inspiration is this expansive open forward momentous sort of slightly spacious yeah, it's uplifting quite light, it's very light yeah of my head. it is it's sort of crown chakra stuff for those of you into that okay but the anti-inspiration is like, oh God, I've, I'm just going to do chips and beans for the kids for dinner <laughs> because I can't, I can't even be bothered to get my cookbooks out. Yeah, I'm not even. But we're not saying everyone's got to get their cookbooks. No, no, no. But for me, that's what it yes. looks like. It's, yeah. it's like I'm just going to go through the monotony of this mm. chronic inspiration void. Just feels like going through the motions, mm. and it feels like drudge. Yeah, and it's hard whatever end of the, that wedge that sort of spectrum you're at it's hard to get excited about anything so we know that inspiration is fundamental to the commercial success of our business absolutely it allows us to find new opportunities connect with people at a different level yeah. it brings more joy and energy to our work and that attracts the right kind of clients yeah and it means that you could work at your creative edge so the unfolding nature of your business is mm -hmm. going to keep stretching you and keep growing yeah. you know so if there were three or five things people can do to raise the level of inspiration in their business uh get out yeah preferably outside yeah. change your environment regularly yeah i will always go for get out in nature if mm. you can do something practical that's different yeah. You know, with your senses. Yeah. Whether that's cooking, whether that's dancing, whether that's singing, whether that's, you know, something to get you mm. embodied. Yeah. Make some space. Mm. And practically, time block it. Yeah. Time block those. I mean, do an audit of what inspires you. You might not yeah. even know what inspires mm. you. And if you don't know, just try something different. Like go and sing. Yeah. I mean, everyone should be singing as far as I'm concerned, but just like go and sing. <laughs> I don't think Kelly would agree with that. <laughs> I'm a 
a big advocate of the Natural Voice Network. So yeah, go and sing if you want to be inspired. It's about welcoming in a new energy. So you've got to make some space. Yeah, amazing. This is a great one for you, Fee. How to stay confident in yourself and your designs when you're a creative. Such an important question because this comes back to fulfilling your creative potential, fulfilling your commercial potential and enjoying running your business, doesn't it? So I quite often talk about protecting your creative confidence and how important that is in terms of just creating your best work, enjoying working with your clients, all of that process. I think the first thing is that if you're looking to create confidence in your work, you have to have a parameter that you're meeting. Mm. So a really clear brief is the foundation of being confident. You know, if you uh, always talk to people in Elevate and Colour Psychology for Brand Designers about having three words for the essence, three words for the feeling. How does this brand need to feel? Just three words. Nobody can meet a brief that has more than three or four words. You just can't. So really creating that sense of resonance, Mm. understanding what the brand needs to do for the business and and being really clear on what that feels like in your body as much as sort of at a surface level first will help you have that confidence that you've nailed it. Yeah. So you've got to have a clear brief. You cannot be confident in your work if the parameters are shifting because then you become quite susceptible to that magpie syndrome. And you've got nothing to reflect back to, to sense check it, right? No, exactly. So I think that's where lots of us fall foul is that we either try and work to constantly shifting brief or an unclear brief or we are not thinking about it with enough clarity or resonance in the first place. So if we go at it at quite a surface level, we don't have that same sense of inner confidence. Mm. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is to hone your craft and Mm. know that you're really good at this, which I get is a bit counterintuitive because if (laughs) if you were super confident, maybe you wouldn't need to hone your craft. But I think it's a continual process, isn't it? I don't think it's anything you ever kind of go, right, I've got that nailed. I think we're constantly learning. And certainly I'm constantly refining my process and how I do things. So I think that's the second point. I think the third point is be careful about the influences that you let in. Absolutely. So, And that's true for everybody, whether you're a designer or not. That is going to have a really big impact on your confidence. Massively. So don't follow other designers in your field. Because you will always see somebody doing something that you perceive to be better than yours, more polished, more stylish, more elegant, more creative, more funky, more whatever. Don't follow those people. Find your inspiration from another industry that will enable you to create work that's more distinctive, more resonant, but also maintain that sense of creative confidence. And I think if I think more broadly as a general creative There's a lot to be said for slaying your lane, Mm. doing what you do uniquely really well and not trying to be all things to all people. Yes. Not trying to pivot your business into an area that you don't have expertise, skill or confidence Mm. in already as a benchmark. That doesn't mean you can't evolve and stretch and lean into your creative edge. But just because somebody tells you you suddenly need to be an educator or you suddenly need to write a book or you suddenly need to do X, Y, Z 
or even just bringing a new arm to your business that doesn't resonate with you or you don't have the chops to deliver to a level that you would feel happy with, that's going to have a really big impact on your confidence. Actually, that's a really good point. So one of the crucial turning points in my design agency was just before we called ourselves brand stylists. And we found that as we were getting a better and better reputation for brand design, we wanted to do bigger and bigger projects. Mm. And we played around with, do we call ourselves a digital agency? And I employed a website developer, which brought its own <laughs> challenges. A whole set of challenges. <laughs> we could do a whole series on the challenges that that brought <laughs> to yeah. me and my personality. Yeah, we could. <laughs> um, but, you know, suddenly you're getting into, do we offer SEO? Do we offer website development? Do we offer bespoke coding or are we just basing mm. it at the time it was on WordPress? Should we have our own content management system, which this web developer developed, which I had absolutely no. So are we a digital agency? Are we brand strategists all of a sudden? You start broadening your so-called skill set. And actually what you find is you're feeling quite precarious mm. because you're not excellent at mm. any of those things mm. other than the core thing that you did. And we worked with this amazing lady called Bronwyn who was like, you're not brand strategy. It's You're not um, web developers. You're not a digital agency. You are brand stylists. Yeah. Yeah, and that changed everything. Yeah. It? I don't think that that idea of fake it till you make it works for creatives. No, and I think that will ultimately have a knock-on effect on your confidence. I think if we look at confidence in general and what supports that, there are some general frameworks that we can apply. Be careful who you talk to, particularly yeah. with new ideas. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of a new idea like a beautiful balloon that you're sort of blowing up, you talk to the wrong person about it and it's a giant pin that goes in mm. there and that can sap your confidence. So Massively. at the startup phase, that's really important. Or at the innovation of a new product or service, mm. be careful who you speak to. Limit the noise. You know, maybe it's about who you follow or maybe it's around what media you expose yourself to or how much you pay attention to what's going on in the zeitgeist and mm. the general public sphere. So be very discerning about that. I remember particularly around the noise when I was writing The Empowered Entrepreneur, I stopped reading other books. I yes. stopped reading other self-help books. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I work with a lot of coaches as clients, but I don't follow very many no. coaches, well, any actually coaches, because the risk there is, and it's true, is there's nothing new under the sun, really. Mm. I mean, there are a few outliers to that and some incredible yeah. breakthroughs and big paradigm shifting innovations that are happening in certain fields. But Nothing I'm saying in the book is particularly new. A lot of mm. it's founded on very ancient wisdom. And if I spent too much time focusing on what everybody else was saying, there's no way I would have got any well, of it Well, it really there. saps your mojo, doesn't it? It because does. Because you, you start to think, have I got any value to add at all? So yeah. I think stay in your lane. I think the, the final thing to add to this is just keep a lovely folder on in your inbox. Yes. I've got an inbox and I've got a pin board in my office of nice notes from clients that they've physically posted to mm. me and just emails that tell me what a great job I did, that when I'm feeling a bit down, I can go to those. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much for tuning in to Style and Substance. We really hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find more information on everything we've talked about by heading to the show notes or by visiting our websites at thebrand-stylist.com or elizabethcairns.com. 
If you like what you've heard, we'd love a review. We're a brand new show and your support makes all the difference. You can like and subscribe, as well as giving us what we hope is a well-deserved five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show too, so please do leave your comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes on our blogs. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.